Ross Tucker is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. Uh, Mahomes' numbers just in postseason games. He is now 14-3 and in the postseason, and he's got uh, almost 5,000 yards passing. I think it's 38-7 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. An entire season of playoff games, granted a lot of them at home, but still, you're playing the cream of the crop. And his numbers are MVP, like unanimous MVP numbers just in the postseason. It's insane. Um, And, you know, it's funny, Adam, because, you know, as a former player, right, like I want as many guys to get a chance to go to a Super Bowl as possible, right? I didn't get a chance to. So I I like when there's fresh blood, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of – I don't really care. It doesn't affect my life. But I was kind of hoping maybe that Baltimore would win or the Lions or whatever, right? Get some new guys there. I also think, though, we we do need to take the time, and we're doing it, to really appreciate greatness because it doesn't happen very often – and if they win the game, they're clearly a dynasty. And you're talking about it happening basically once a decade. 70s Steelers, 80s Niners, 90s Cowboys, 2000 Patriots, 2010 Patriots. Like, it only happens really once a, once a decade. you got to appreciate it. <laughs> Ross Tucker is here. All right, now you have Greg, Cole, uh, Greg Cosell on your podcast a lot. So I'm curious what he thinks of Brock Purdy, the quarterback, because I think we moved the goalposts for him. Like, Brock Purdy did exactly what was needed to win that game in the second half. He did it in the fourth quarter in the game against Green Bay when they were probably beaten. They were the they were clearly not the better team for more than three quarters in that game. But he did exactly what we expected Lamar Jackson to do, just figure it out when it wasn't going well. What does Greg think, and what do you think about Brock Purdy? Well, here's what I would say. Uh, Greg's a big fan because Greg really likes quarterbacks Mm -hmm. that master a system and play within the structure of what the coaches have designed, right? Like, Greg is an X's and O's guy, and so they really, really appreciate that a quarterback like that. Yeah, I had Ryan Leaf on my show mm-hmm. today, the Raw Tucker Football yep. Podcast. He said, if you don't realize what what Brock Purdy's doing is special, you're an idiot and you don't understand how hard it is to do what he's doing. <laughs> and he makes it look easy. He is a product, Adam, of two things. Number one, I call it draftism. Okay? Mm-hmm. Where you're drafting the NFL stays with you way way too long. I mean, think about how many chances some of these guys get. Zach Wilson with the Jets. you kidding me? Yeah. And he'll go somewhere else this offseason. People go, oh, yep. he's got the ability. It's just whether or not they can get it out of him. No, no, he's not good. Okay? <laughs> I, I, let me just let you know a secret. He's not good. Right. Meanwhile, for guys like Purdy, until they absolutely have to just give in, people <laughs> will fight it as long as they can. Especially when what you do is not social media slash highlight worthy. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, it, nobody, Brock Purdy, he's kind of like Brady in that way. Nobody ever says, 
oh, my gosh, did you see the way he got the ball out quickly and made a nice throw to the, <laughs> the that wide receiver on the out route or the slant? Nobody says that. It's not a bomb like Josh Allen. Right. He's not running around like Lamar Jackson. He's not doing sideways throws like Mahomes. <laughs> He's not running dudes over like Josh Allen. Purdy has a bad combo of not doing things that physically wow us and being a late-round pick that people fight against as long as they can. Yeah, and yet he had almost 60 yards rushing, including three enormous runs, uh, scrambles out of the pocket to keep drives going and really put them in great position. I love Brock Purdy. I think he's in, he's got an old-school element to him where he anticipates routes, and he's uh, he's a timing quarterback. Um Look, I think he's going to be in this league for a long time. I think San Francisco got lucky that they blew the Trey Lance draft, but got it accidentally right with Brock Purdy as the last pick in the uh, in the draft a year ago. Ross Tucker is here. Um, I, I have a, a great way to talk about Valentine's Day in a second, but I know you've been tweeting about uh, the the fourth downs that Dan Campbell went for. Uh, I had a long conversation with Trey Wingo about this yesterday. I'm just curious your thoughts on the three decisions that he made. We'll see. I'm not going to tell you where I come down uh, yet. I want to get your thoughts on the three decisions that he made, uh, the one before the end of the first half and the other two, field goal or go for it. Where did you come down on those? Well, first of all, I know he's acknowledged this, Adam, but the one at the end of the game where they ran it, that was by far – the worst of the decisions. No question. I mean, just by far. An inexcusable, unacceptable error to run the ball in third and goal. You get stuff. You have to use a timeout. Then it comes down to having to get uh, an onside kick. Yep. You cannot do that. You cannot do that. So that was horrible. Um, end of the first half, you absolutely kick the field goal. You need to go up by three scores. And you don't get the value of a missed, if you don't, if you go for it and don't get it, of pinning the other team back because there's no time left anyway. Right. That's part of the equation for when why guys go for it in those situations. I think we can have a healthy debate about the other two. You know, I always, and I wrote this in my column this week for the 33rd team, I'm always curious, really curious, about the, what I call the process. Right, like, Adam, does, does their model, okay, does it just say fourth and two at the 28 is a go? Or <laughs> right. does it take into account, okay, just how average their kicker has been this year? Does it take into account how much time is left in on the clock? Does it take into account the fact is the difference between a two-score game and a three-score game? Because that's the big one to me. I really thought the second one in the third quarter, I really thought that's the one where they should have kicked the field goal, tried to kick the field goal, to try to go ahead and see if they can go back up three scores. Because the reality is, even if you convert there, Reynolds catches the pass, well, then you're in a situation where you, you might kick a field goal anyway. Right. And even if you kick a touchdown to go up by 21, you're still only up three scores. So that's, that's the thing that really bothers me as much as anything. 
And so um, I thought they should have done it. Then the last one, I was actually fine with that because they couldn't stop the Niners at that point. Right. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> so really, even if you kick the field goal there and you tie it, you're kind of just tying it right to, to go ahead and, and, and let the Niners take the lead again. The goal is not to tie the game. The goal is to win the game. Ross Tucker, before I ask you about Valentine's Day, you and I are opposite in all of them. Uh, I would have gone for it in the first half because I thought they were dominating the game and I thought they would have gotten it and scored a touchdown and gone up 28-7. The only one I would have definitely kicked, uh, honestly, and I think it is debatable either way, was the last one because at least I would have gotten tied. So even if the Niners scored a touchdown, I'd have a chance. Uh, but I was, I, was, I was fine with them going for it. Uh, from that, you know, and is showing the 45-yard field goal. But that's uh, that's just me. And I'm still Team Dan Campbell either way. 